This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Good morning, I'm Jim Lang, and welcome to Points 24-7, the radio magazine. Well, the Breeders' Cup Championship is set for November the 5th and 6th at Del Mar in California. So for the next couple of weeks, all eyes in the thoroughbred world will be on several Breeders' Cup Challenge races, where if you win, you are in the Breeders' Cup Finals. Five of these preps will be held at Keeneland Racecourse today and tomorrow. And friend of the show and Keeneland track announcer Kurt Becker joins us once again today on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. And besides being one of the best announcers in the business, Kurt also has a pretty sharp by when it comes to handicapping. Today, we will not only learn more about what to expect from this fall's Keeneland race meet, we'll also get Kurt to put his handicapping hat on and break down a couple of today's feature Breeders' Cup prep races at the Kentucky track. Also, this past Wednesday at Ajax Downs, 17 two-year-olds vied for a spot in the final for the $100,000 Alex Peacock Memorial Futurity, the richest race on Ajax Downs quarter horse meet, and to be raced on October 27th. Friend of the show, Emilio Trotta, Ajax Jack Down, general manager, will once again join us to not only talk about the track's big event on the 27th and its history, but also update us on this year's what it's been like at Ajax Down. We want to know more about Ajax Downs. We're big fans. And finally, while he's back, co-host Larry Simpson will once again try to sniff out some potential betting gems at Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and some other North American tracks racing today with our Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. It's going to be a great show. You better get your HPI and Dark Horse accounts ready to go for some heavy-duty action today. When we come back, my co-host Larry Simpson will join us as we catch up on some recent racing horsing news, including a look at tomorrow's Cup and Saucer Stakes at Woodbine. And, of course, some of the Breeders' Cup winning your in-stakes happening this weekend. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. More from the track when we come back on 105.9 The Region. Go from dark horse to winner. Dark Horse is Woodbine's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live-streamed horse races wherever you go. Get $30 to start betting when you sign up today using promo code GET30. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available on Android and Apple devices. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA provides members and their hardworking employees with medical insurance, pensions, benevolence, negotiations with racetracks and government, and provides vital industry information to the horse people. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Lymphoma Canada and Ponies 24-7 recommend that you don't horse around with lymphoma. Lymphoma affects the lymphatic system of both horses and humans, and currently there are over 100,000 Canadians living with the disease. Lymphoma is also the most common cancer diagnosis for adolescents and young adults. Visit lymphoma.ca slash ponies to donate to the Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma campaign. With your help, we can promote early detection, assist newly diagnosed patients, and support lymphoma research. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. 
Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. I'm Jim Lang, and let me introduce to you my co-host, expert in all things ponies, Larry Simpson, talking about the cup and saucer woodbine. And for a lot of listeners maybe don't understand, why is that such a key race at this time of year for horses? Well, I think it's it's always there's some there's some historical value to the cup and saucer. In past years, uh, it was always uh, it was probably the first major stakes race for two year olds, and it was on the turf, but it was at a mile and a sixteenth. But it was later in the season, so at that time, there was really there was no Breeders' Cup races or anything like that. So, it, as far as the Canadian breeders were concerned, it was. They had their eye on the prize of the Queen's Plate. So they're looking ahead to they're the next year. They're looking ahead at the, yeah. So uh, they were looking at the three-year-old season. So usually the winner of the Cup and Saucer became the early Queen's Plate favorite uh, in times times ago, you could say. so. Uh, but it's not a bad measuring stick in this modern era as well. Well, it's not. The only thing is, is uh, you know, the Cup and Saucers run on the... Uh, on the turf, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. here now, well, it used to be that the Queen's Plate was on the dirt, but now it's on the tapita. So it's not that big a variance now because it's, uh, you know, because of the horses that usually like the turf. And we've had this discussion with Mark Cassie and a friend of the show, Mark. Hi, Mark. And he's always said that, uh, you know, horses prefer love, love to run on, on the turf. They were raised on, tur- on grass and that. So uh, it's not as big of uh, a spread now of a horse that wins the Cup and Saucer going on to win the Queen's Plate uh, because it, the horse likes the turf. So Another big night at Woodbine Mohawk Park, Larry. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, we, we call it the September to remember. Now it's the October to remember, I guess. We've Rocktober. Got, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> we got several uh, grassroots uh, stakes races tonight for the Ontario Sire Stakes. And this is basically your final uh, races for the the grassroots, and grassroots are kind of like a level below the 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 gold series. But this gives the uh, breeders a chance to make some money with the horse that maybe just isn't good enough to race in the gold. So they have raced at uh, a lot of the grassroots at some of the smaller tracks over the summer. Now they get together tonight at uh, Woodby Mohawk Park, and this is their finals, and they go for about sixty thousand per race. So. Uh, the calendar's fast approaching for the World Championship of Horse Racing, the Breeders' Cup, November the 5th and 6th at Del Mar Thoroughbred Club. Uh, Larry, um, everything now, everything is so crucial leading up to those big races and big events. Well, the next couple of weekends, uh, we're going to see basically a win and you're in, uh, which we just had a couple at uh, at Woodbine last month. So, yeah, it's it's getting to the point that uh, within, well, it's probably less than a month, we've got the Breeders' Cup weekend. So it's uh, it's exciting times for horse racing, and it's exciting times basically for horse racing anywhere because everybody follows the, the Breeders' Cup. It's the Stanley Cup. It's the Super Bowl. It's a World Series of horse racing all rolled into one. Friend of the show, Kurt Becker, joining us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. He's a great follow on Twitter, at Becker Trackside, and the Keeneland track announcer. He's the only announcer in Keeneland racing history, and Kurt has a pretty good seat in the house as Keeneland hosting five Breeders' Cup prep, prep races today and tomorrow. Kurt, as always, welcome to the show. Good to be back on once again. It's, uh, it's a fun time of year for sure. Uh, excitement for you, excitement for the fans, excitement for the breeders and trainers and riders. It's it's a big, big weekend for a lot of reasons and a lot of people. It, it really is. Uh, there There is so much at stake uh, on a weekend like this. And uh, in recent years, 
our opening weekend, which uh, which the racetrack has advertised as Full Stars Weekend. Lots of good, a lot of a lot of connections that are really hoping to to make it to the Breeders' Cup, and and this will be their final opportunity, uh, the final tune-up, the final chance to get ready to to head on to Belmar in a few weeks. So. Uh, in, in addition to that, there there also are a lot of nice uh, two-year-old maiden races that have uh, well-bred colts and fillies that we likely will see next spring on the Triple Crown Trail of the states. And uh, so it, it's uh, a, a lot, a lot on people's minds. But yet, it's also a beautiful backdrop for racing, and it's a lot of fun. Okay, well, we'll talk about the races in a bit, uh, Kurt. But yourself, uh, when Keeneland closed down there in the spring, how did you keep yourself busy? I, when I am not at Keeneland, uh, I will generally spend my time doing radio play-by-play for NASCAR racing. And I, I always tell people it uh, uh, seems like my year is spent with one, one type of horsepower or the other. But uh, <laughs> in, in addition to that, I, I spend additional time at Keeneland when, I, when we're not racing. I'm also here when we have auctions. I'm one of the, the sales announcers here. So, uh, so that keeps me busy. And then uh, on occasion, I'll I'll uh, slip out and work a, a classic car auction for the folks at uh, the Barrett Jackson Classic Car event. So uh, it's it's, uh, it's 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 an assortment of activity, and uh, I really have fun with all of it. Speaking with Kurt Becker, of course, the longtime track announcer, Keeneland, beautiful weather in Lexington this weekend for all the big races. Temperatures, our temperatures in the mid twenties, your temperatures in the mid seventies, a perfect racing conditions, and uh, for great races. And we are always keen to learn the craft of the announcers. How do you get to the point where you can identify instantly with the colors and the silks of the riders and the jockeys in big races such as this, so you instantly know what's going on in the track? I, I will confess that track announcing is really a uh, a younger person's game because as one ages and I am now 52 and I'm in my 25th season, sometimes, uh, as well as the saying goes, eyesight and memorization skills generally do not improve with age. So uh, <laughs> what, what I've done to try to stay ahead of it is uh, in, in recent years, and I've, and I've done it for the, the races this weekend, I will, I will pull up a video of uh, the horses that are entered for the stakes races, and I will literally take my cell phone and make snapshots. I'll, I'll freeze the frame and I'll take a snapshot and essentially make, you might say, flashcards of the, the horses and the older silks, and I will just scroll through them on a regular basis uh, in, in the days leading up to the, to the races. So I've learned, I started actually doing that when the Breeders' Cup came here the first time back in 2015 because it was overwhelming, all the horses from overseas, horses and owner silks I've never seen before, and I just kind of stayed with that policy. So in your career, you must have called thousands and thousands of uh, races. Is there one that really stands out to you as, you know, memorable? There, there, are, there are a couple that, that come to mind. It was, uh, it was I, I've always said it's a, it was a tremendous privilege to, to get to be the track caller for American Pharaoh's finals appearance and when he won the Breeders' Cup Classic here uh, back in 2015. Uh, another race that stands out in my mind from that same Breeders' Cup was actually a Bob who won the juvenile turf. And that one has stayed with me because uh, that was the first Breeders' Cup race ever held at Keeneland. So that was literally the first for Keeneland and my first Breeders' Cup as a track announcer as well. In addition to that, though, uh, 
I, I actually keep a scrapbook, and I will I will save pages from all of the grade one events that we've had at Keeneland over the years that I've had a chance to call. And uh, I, I do that because I've always said I know the days like um, when uh, e- either I will be uh, asked to step aside or I will retire. And uh, when that day comes, I, I plan to spend some of my time in retirement looking through those scrapbooks and just reminiscing about uh, how fortunate the person has been to, uh, to, to call this, this caliber of race. Kurt, a lot of people talking about the $750,000 turf mile. Order of Australia is a name on a lot of people's minds, and Johnny Velasquez is going to be riding Order of Australia. Tell the people about Johnny and Order of Australia and what makes it a special horse. Order of Australia does have a, a very special connection to Keeneland, having been here and pulled the uh, surprise uh, just a year ago when we had uh, most recently had the Breeders' Cup and uh, and took home the trophy for the for the Breeders' Cup mile and. You know, John Velasquez, Hall of Fame jockey, is just someone who is so incredibly skilled at knowing how to assess a race, how to judge tempo, and knowing how to put a horse in the absolute best position. So uh, it's it's exciting to have the return of that horse today, and uh, but it's it's a big bulky field, and and uh, there there are there's a lot of horses coming back that are going to take a shot at him. One of them is a horse named Ivar, who won this race one year ago. Now, he's not had a spectacular 2021, and he's coming in off the layoff. But uh, we know that Ivar likes the course, and we know he likes the distance. And there, 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 there will be a lot of a lot of folks trying to take a shot and uh, see if they can beat Order of Australia. And you're talking about bulky fields, the uh, Breeders' Futurity, uh, the Grade 1 event. Uh, it's got 13 horses. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I uh, I jokingly said to someone the other day that uh, I was angry with the racing office because originally the, the early uh, news reports had been that the Breeders' Futurity and some of these other races might have only six or seven entries, and then uh, the draw sheet comes out and they've got 12 and 13. And, uh, <laughs> but, of course, we're glad to see that. It's, it's, uh, we're, we're always happy that folks want to race here with us, and, and, it's, and I think it's better for the betting public as well. So it's good to have deeper fields with more options. And, yeah, the Breeders' Missouri, uh, the horse that I originally had looked at in, uh, a few days ago, uh, the, the, the horse that really led the list of probables was the horse name. Double Thunder that Todd Pletcher trains that uh, has won three of his four starts. But uh, then all of a sudden, here came a flood of entries for that race. And you know, guys, I think the main thing to keep in mind when you've got a great big field like that, if a horse, uh, especially a two-year-old, uh, has never been two turns, that that's a key. I always encourage people to take a look and see which of those two-year-olds have already had two-turn experience. And then on top of that. If, if, uh, if, if a young horse has shown that they like to kind of break slowly and then rally off the base, keep in mind uh, that breeder's futurity today is in a short stretch here at Keeneland. Uh, but by the time they come off the final turn, there's not much time left to get your work done before that finish line comes up. Kurt, always a pleasure. Can't wait. It's going to be a great weekend of racing and a lot of excitement, to say the least. Thanks so much, friend of the show. It's a coveted status and uh, worthy of you indeed. Enjoy the racing. <laughs> We really appreciate it, uh, gentlemen, and I, I very much appreciate uh, the coverage that you give to racing. And uh, please say hi to everybody. Look at your neck of the woods. We really appreciate our Canadian friends and racing. It's, it's been a great partnership over the years. Consider it done.
When we come back, Ajax Downs on Emilio Trotta will join us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, and we'll talk a little quarter horse racing. Stay tuned. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Follow us on Twitter at 1059theregion. We'll be right back. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. Costa, the Central Ontario Standard Bread Association, proudly serving Ontario horse people. Costa, helping to ensure and support a collaborative and vibrant harness racing industry based on integrity and accountability. For more information, please visit the Costa website at costaonline.com or call 905-854-2672. Ontario Racing, the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bread, and quarter horse racing at 15 racetracks. We are the voice of the Ontario horse racing industry, and we direct breed improvement programs, set annual race dates, and work on attracting new horse owners and race fans. Ontario Racing is committed to supporting a vibrant industry with one vision, working together for a stronger horse racing community. To get your horsepower, go to OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing, three breeds, one vision. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Well, the first time Emilio Trotta joined us on the show, Ajax Downs was literally just in the process of opening their 2021 quarter horse racing season. Here we are today. And the track is well into their quarter horse meet and is now preparing and prepping for their highlight feature of the season, the $100,000 Alex Pico Memorial Futurity to be raised on October the 27th. Emilio, welcome back to the show. Thank you very much, my friend, for joining us. Thanks, guys. How are you guys doing? Well, good, good. It's it's great to see Ajax Downs having a, a, a good season and getting ready for an important race, an important meet coming up. It has to feel good getting to this point, Emilio. It sure does, especially, you know, when we first chatted, we weren't sure how the season was going to go or what was going to happen in this crazy world that we're living in right now. So it's great that we're here. It's, you know, towards the end of the race season, and I think we're going to make it through no problem. So what kind of uh, year has it been, Emilio? Well, it's been an interesting one, to say the least, but we've managed to uh, wiggle our way through it, and uh, business has actually been better than what I thought it would be, so no complaints on our end. Our handle is actually doing better than what it did last year, so wagering's been good, and I have no complaints. It's been good. You know, Emilio, it's interesting that you say that because Larry and I have spoken to people from tracks around the province, Standardbred, Thoroughbred, Quarter Horse, and they've all said the handles better than they were expecting. Why do you think that is, Emilio? You know, that's a darn good question, and we're trying to figure it out. But I believe it's because we've got some fans back at the track. And with the export signal you know, that we pushed last year so hard because we couldn't have people at the tracks, I think we attracted some folks internationally, in particular in the U.S., and we were able to retain that audience as well as pick up some on-track live wagering from the fans returning to the track that otherwise 
wouldn't sit at home, watch it on the TV or, or use their HPI account to wager on it. It's, it's more of the fans that come out entertainment and for something to do. So I think we picked up the slack there. Could we see maybe Ajax Downs getting more live race dates next year? Well, this year we're probably going to get 20 to 21. We had to cancel one day because of weather. Uh, so next year we're, we will hopefully have 25. So yes, I guess we'll have more, more racing next year. Well, Emilio, how did you end up at Ajax Downs and get involved in quarter horse racing to the level that you are? Well, my background is not horses or horse racing. My <laughs> actual background is IT and accounting. Oh. And I, I came from the IT world, the EDS and HP. But I came into here during the SARP days, and I was brought in for my accounting and finance background to help out with the numbers and the budgets and et cetera. And as time evolved, here I am running the place now. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, there's worse places you can end up, Emilio. <laughs> Agreed. You know what? I love it. It's, it is so different, a lot of excitement, and it's fantastic. It's a pretty thrilling place to work at because each race day brings something new and exciting, whether you see someone who's been at the track for the first time and, and you know, someone come up to you and say they love the place and they've never been here before, never experienced something like that to walk away with a big smile on her face, and, and it's fantastic. Indeed. AjaxDowns.com, the big race on the 27th, the $100,000 Al Peacock Memorial. Emilio, thank you so much for joining us, and here's to great offseason and a big year in 2022. Thanks a lot, guys. Cheers and enjoy. Thank you. After the break, Larry Simpson looks at some racing action today around North America, including Woodbine and Woodbine Mohawk Park. So make sure that your HBI accounts and Dark Horse app are ready to work overtime today. Stick with us for Larry's much-anticipated Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Discover a new breed of excitement with Live Horse Racing. Ontario Racing represents 15 racetracks where you can experience the excitement of thoroughbred, standardbred, and quarter horse racing. To find the racetrack nearest you, go to OntarioRacing.com. New to betting? Check out our Betting 101 page and learn about the HPI Bet Wagering Platform and the Dark Horse app. The best and safest online betting options. Get your horsepower at OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing. Three breeds, one vision. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA promotes the exchange of ideas to further advance, market and preserve live racing in Ontario while offering new thoroughbred ownership opportunities. Membership to the HBPA is free for owners and trainers. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. It all comes down to the Breeders' Crown on Friday, October 29th and Saturday, October 30th. This year, the Breeders' Crown, presented by Libfell Cats Breeding Partnership, takes place at the Meadowlands Racetrack, and the $6 million year-end series features 12 championship events. Friday night is the top two-year-old trotters and pacers, while Saturday, with a special 12 nude post, there's eight races with four divisions for the best three-year-olds and four for the finest open trotters and pacers. Want to be part of this year's Breeders' Crown experience? Watch and wager on all of the exciting races through your HPI bet account and Dark Horse app. This is 105.9 The Region. 
Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Okay, before we wrap up our show, of course, what would Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, be without a couple of possible betting opportunities and maybe some betting gems, as Larry gives us? It's much anticipated, his coveted Pony Spicks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. Larry, take it away. Thank you, Jim. Let's uh, start at uh, Woodbine. Race four is an allowance race for three-year-olds and up uh, seven furlongs on the tapita surface for a purse of $101,200. know. really, eh? That's a lot of money for uh, this type of race. Anyway, number seven, take a chance, had a very nice uh, maiden breaker in July on the tapita surface. So much so that his connections thought enough of him to enter him in the Queen's Plate. Uh, he did show a little bit of speed in the plate, but uh, you know, retreated at the end. But uh, you know, for uh, they must have thought something of this uh, this colt to uh, to put him in there. So uh, uh, his last start, he, they put him back on the turf. He had a, maybe a troubled start, you could say, and. Uh, uh, he goes back on the, the tapita today, a surface that obviously he broke his maiden on. Uh, and, and the thing is, the Queen's Plate is starting to look like a key race. Mm -hmm. uh, last week, uh, our selection, Money for Row, won the Wonderware Stakes. She had finished fourth in the plate. And Hadassah, who was unplaced in the uh, Queen's Plate, went on and won the Prince of Wales. So can it happen again? Because this horse uh, was put in the plate, did show some speed in that. So... I'm going to take a chance on Take a Chance Nice in race four at Woodbine. Very nice. Well, like Meatloaf, <laughs> two out of three ain't bad. You were two out of three last week. What's your second pick for today? Okay, Woodbine Mohawk Park has a series of Ontario Sires uh, grassroots stakes tonight. Uh, race 12, though, is a one-mile pace with a purse of $16,000. It's a conditioned event. The number four horse, uh, Priceless Beach, seems to be showing the signs that a win is not too far off. Uh, last week, Priceless Beach left the gate well, took the lead just before the quarter, but never really had a chance to settle as the uh, backfield was in motion, you could say, and the, the, two, the horse in the two-hole moved, the horse in the three-hole moved. By the time uh, uh, James McDonald, the driver, knew, he was sitting in third place. So uh, the race flow just didn't seem to go for this, uh, this horse. didn't go very well last week. I think uh, he was pretty much locked down. He still got up to finish third, but he had nowhere to go. Uh, I think that this horse is starting to show the signs, and with better race flow tonight, he could end up in the winner's circle. So Woodbine Mohawk Park, race 12, number 5, Priceless Beach. And? Well, Keeneland, we've talked about uh, on the show. It's uh, a lot of Breeders' Cup winning your in races today. Uh, race 2 isn't a stakes race, but it's a horse that I've had my eye on for a while. It's uh, This is a maiden special weight on the dirt for a purse of 84000 The number 5 horse, Kaylee's brother, is making his second lifetime start today. Last time he debuted at uh, Ellis Park, he was bet down to favoritism, left the gate very poorly, but closed some in the stretch. He gets an extra half furlong to work with today. Significant, significant jockey change to Flo Giroux. Comes Flo. from the... Uh, Brad Cox burn. Brad Cox is winning pretty much everything. Has worked very well, so it looks like it's all systems go today. So Keeneland race two, number five, Kaylee's brother. I like it. And Santa Anita race three is a maiden special weight, six furlongs on the turf. The number nine horse, Kaziko, is an Australian bred, uh, grade three stakes uh, raced horse. He's a four year old now, 
He debuted in North America at Del Mar in August, and uh, he was off very slowly in his only start there. He lacked room in the stretch, so it was one of those races that you pretty much just toss. But rather than the jockey giving up and the horse giving up, this horse, when he got clear sailing in the stretch, he closed a ton. So uh, uh, he got up to be third. He gets an extra half furlong today. His trainer has a tremendous win percentage of horses uh, racing off a layoff between 61 and 180 days. So Santa Anita, race three, number nine, Kazuko. Beautiful. Special shout-out to our buddy Mark of the Fans of Horse Racing. By the way, special shout-out to Ann Romer in conversation today, 1130, with the legend, Hall of Fame jockey, Sandy Holly, friend of the show, joining Ann Romer in conversation. And uh, not just uh, quite a story about his racing career, but quite a life for Sandy Holly, period. Exactly. Exactly. He was uh, he was the legend. Oh, Former And by the way, former timekeeper for the LA Kings of the LA Forum back in the day. Thanks for joining us for this edition of Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Just a reminder, if you'd like to receive a free digital copy of the latest Ponies 24-7 magazine, email Larry Simpson at theponies247experience at gmail.com. Don't forget about the Ponies 24-7 Lymphoma Canada campaign, Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma. For more information on this, go to the landing page at lymphoma.ca slash ponies. Stick around, 105.9 The Region, all weekend long. Have yourself a great Thanksgiving week. Weekend. Gobble Gobble, the Feed York Region's only magazine show, is up next. Thanks for listening. Bet wisely, HPI and Dark Horse. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Loving it. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine with Jim Lang and Larry Simpson, has been brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Tune in next Saturday morning at 8.30 for more on the world of horse racing. This is 105.9, the region.